We just got one. This former Florida Gators commit decided he'd rather be at the beach than at the swamp. Kendall Jackson, welcome to the U. You are locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, this one's technically not a flip because he decommitted from Florida weeks ago. But, you know, it's kind of a flip. Mario gets half credit for having that spatula on the grill or on the griddle. Flips Kendall Jackson from Florida to Miami. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. To the everydayers, thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen and your first watch today, even on a Saturday. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. This episode of Locked on Canes is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. Uh, I was wondering if and when this one was going to drop. So Kendall Jackson who plays his high school ball and lives in Gainesville, F.W. Buckholtz High School. So, you know, for a guy who lives right there, not surprising, he was committed to Florida for a long time, recently decommitted from the Florida Gators, obviously not a great season for them and a lot of coaching changes. He decided to take his talent somewhere else, and he has now landed in Coral Gables. I like this player a lot for his size profile, the position that he plays, folks, How many times have we talked about it here on Locked on Canes that when it comes to building depth for the present and future, and Jackson would fit the box more for the future than the present, but Miami needs quality interior defensive line depth, right? One of the reasons why, one of the many reasons why Miami's not been competing for national titles in a very, very long time has been you just haven't had enough power and size and depth at the line of scrimmage. These are the types of players when you can get the Kendall Jacksons of the world and, of course, the Justin Scotts of the world. It's going to help you improve that depth and improve that dominance at the line of scrimmage for the future. Jackson, six foot four, 250-plus pounds. He's a three-star uh, prospect. Plays all over the defensive line at Buckholtz High in Gainesville. It's versatile, which is really important because you know Lance Gidry loves these guys who can line up at multiple different positions on the defense. It's I think this guy's going to fit like a glove in Gidry's scheme. He is versatile, but everybody uh, everybody that I talked to who's watched Jackson in person, um, Brian Smith and Larry Bluestein, for example, says that they, they really expect him to put on size, more size, and end up playing primarily in the interior. That's exactly what Blair, Larry Bluestein told me when I asked him about Jackson a couple of weeks ago. Now, you know, obviously not the exact same player, but if you look at uh, the size profile, even though he's a little taller than Ruben Bain, but overall the size profile and just their their skill set, he does remind me from a versatility standpoint of Ruben Bain. He might kind of start his career the same way, playing a little bit more on the exterior, moving into the interior when he gets bigger and bigger. Um, I think he's going to be a good one, Kendall Jackson, at the University of Miami. Uh, he was most recently in Miami, 
um, for a game day visit, final home game of the season. He was at Miami's game against Louisville. Even though Miami lost that game and the defense didn't play very well in that game, that was, you know, not enough to dissuade him. And it, Miami's defense was great for most of the season. That just happened to be probably their worst overall game of the year. That didn't dissuade him much. Uh, here's what he said about Mario Cristobal and Jason Taylor. Uh, per 24-7 sports, Jackson said, quote, I really enjoyed talking with Mario Cristobal. He said how me and Jason Taylor would be a good matchup as far as coaching to player-wise, and that's why I really enjoyed it, he said. Um, and yes, obviously, big dub for Mario Cristobal. Any verbal commit uh, has his fingerprints and his stamp of approval on it, but we like to give dubs to the assistant coaches as well, the defensive line coaches. Jason Taylor, the Hall of Famer, who is he's become a relentless recruiter, and man, I love to give credit to the other position coach there, Big Joe Salavea. Big Joe, had, he's been instrumental in this defensive line class. We talked about how important he was in convincing Justin Scott to take his talents to the University of Miami. So another big dub for that coaching staff. So here's where Miami now sits in the class of 2024. They improve their 24-7 composite score just a little bit. They get a little bit of a bump. They're still in fifth place, which is Awesome, by the way. <laughs> I mean, you know, to have a top five, there's still a lot of dominoes that are going to fall into place, not only at Miami, but at other schools. But at this point, week and a half or so away from National Signing Day, to have a top five class, it's a fantastic spot to be in. And I think Miami's going to add another blue chipper or two before we're done here. So the Hurricanes remain at number five. They're just a couple points behind Alabama at number four. Florida State is at number three. Ohio State at number two, and Georgia at number one. And, you know, you're a spot ahead of Florida, by the way. Florida's at number six. Uh, and ironically, you just land a guy who was formerly committed to Florida. We're all going to be watching Florida State's position in the ranking rankings. And it's just interesting because Miami and Florida State are, you know, they're fighting one another to try to flip Jeremiah Smith from Ohio State. Miami's fighting to try and flip Armando Blunt back to the U. Florida State, I think, is still trying to get Artavius Jones to flip from Miami to Florida State. So, you know, if, if things go Miami's way, like if Miami can keep Artavius Jones, you know, and, and either get uh, Jeremiah Smith or Jeremiah Smith stays at Ohio State and Miami can flip Armando Blunt, Hurricanes could end up jumping in front of Florida State by National Signing Day. We'll be watching that one intently. I mean, imagine if Miami can improve the number five class to maybe the number three or number two class. Cause if you could flip Jeremiah Smith from Ohio state, that bumps you up and it bumps Ohio state way down. So I don't, I don't know if number one is still on the table. I think Georgia has had that locked up for quite some time, but Miami could finish anywhere from like number two to number eight or nine in the country. There's a lot of dominoes that still have to fall in place before national signing day. Um, so this has been, and it's going to continue to be, an awesome defensive line class for Miami. And I say continues to be because the Hurricanes are still battling for Blunt. I think Miami's trying to flip Dylan Stewart from South Carolina. So there are other dominoes to fall in. But I like the mix. You've got four guys who are probably going to be focused more on the interior. Four guys who primarily play edge rusher with Justin Scott, the five-star in this class. Artavius Jones, a four-star. Kendall Jackson and Dalen Russell, high-level three stars making up the interior guys. And then on the outside, you've got studs like Marquise Lightfoot, Elias Rudolph, Booker Pickett, 
Cole McConathy, who I think just got bumped up on rivals, at least to a four star. Those guys are rounding out the edge. So this is top defensive line class in the country right now and brilliant work by the coaching staff. So when we come back, we got to balance out the good news with the not so good news. Okay. Because the recruiting gods giveth the NFL draft gods taketh away uh, a really important member of the 2023 Miami hurricanes will unfortunately not be on the team for 2024. You know what you want to do first. You want to smash that like button. If you're watching us on YouTube and subscribe to our channel and subscribe on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your pods. But the next thing you want to do is you want to keep it locked because we're not done here on this episode of Locked on Canes. I'm certainly not done with prize picks. Prize picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you just pick more or less than on two to six pl player stat projections and you watch the winnings roll in. Guys, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a couple of taps. You can win up to 25x your money. And with basketball season here, as well as football, you can now pick combo projections across two sports or three sports from the specials league. And if you want to play alongside some of Prize Pick's favorite players, like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz, you can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. Price Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries can stay in even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't return for the second, that player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. You'll be so glad you have it. So go to pricepicks.com slash college and use code Locked on college for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Again, that's pricepicks.com slash locked on college. And make sure to use our code locked on college, all one word for that first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks really is daily fantasy sports made easy. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen and your first watch today. If, uh, if my environment looks different and I sound different. Uh, we're just, we're doing like, like an early Christmas uh, on the other side of Florida at my mother-in-law's house. So we're on a, we're on a little trip. Uh, my kid got to open presents in early December, like it was late December. So he's, he's happier than anybody. Uh, so, you know, still, even though we're on a little trip, I see this news breaking, we had to come on. Uh, and the other, uh, I'm not shocked by this. And I know that this, this young man, I'm sure did his due diligence and he's comfortable with his decision. And he probably talked to anybody he could talk to, to figure out where and when I'm going to get drafted. And he was confident enough in that grade to decide to leave early. And that's Matt Lee, Miami Hurricanes starting center who did an awesome job was one of the most impactful transfers on the team, right? When you think of Matt Lee, JV on Cohen, who's also going pro, and linebacker Kiko Maui Noah, who I think is staying. Uh, but those were probably, you know, the three most impactful transfer players on the team. And Lee did an incredible job locking down one of the most important positions on the field, and that's the starting center job. Uh, what work he did. He only gave up four pressures all year. Uh, four pressures and zero quarterback pressures. Uh, in ACC In ACC play, he only allowed three pressures and gave up zero sacks. 
Pro Football Focus gave him an incredible 89.1 pass blocking grade. That's elite and a 70.3 run blocking grade, which is good. So Lee is going on to the National Football League. And that was a center. Center now becomes a very important position to fill. Um, and, you know, to answer you guys, I don't, I'm not sure if he made this official, so I don't, I don't want to jump the gun or put words in his mouth. Um, I don't, I don't expect Matt Lee to play in the bowl game again. I'm not from where I sit from the time I'm, I'm doing this. I'm not sure if he's announced that yet. I'm not expecting him to play in the pinstripe bowl. So that, that likely means Ryan Rodriguez will start at center in the bowl game. Will he be the starter next year? Like the full-time starter? I don't know as far as what Miami has on the roster. Rodriguez back next year. Miami does have uh, center Nico, Nino Francavilla, who I think projects out to be a good center in the future. But he's coming in as a true freshman, probably not ready to start. Um, you know, I think uh, Antonio Tripp, who could play guard or center in the future, he was class of 2023, a redshirt, uh, true freshman who redshirted this year. I don't know if he's going to be ready next year. So I think Miami's going to look for the next Matt Lee. I hate to even say that because I feel like Lee is so good. It's like, I don't want to make it sound like this dude's a dime a dozen. Like, oh, you just had this year's Matt Lee. You find next year's Matt Lee. But I, they're going to find somebody who fits that profile. Get another grad transfer in here or another guy with one or two years of eligibility left. And, you know, get get a veteran in here to play center because that's you also have a new quarterback. It's going to be coming in next year. We'll find out whoever that is. But you're going to have a new starting quarterback next year. Uh, so bring in a new center to help protect that quarterback and call out signals and, and get this offense rolling at a high level. So I think Miami's going to look for you know the same way they did last year when they got Matt Lee. They're going to look for another veteran, hopefully proven veteran in the transfer portal. So I think that becomes even more a position of priority now, now that Matt Lee is moving on to the NFL. Uh, let me also say congratulations. I know he was only here for one season. Lee, he embraced team spirit he embraced the community he embraced his teammates he embraced his coaches by the time his season was done it had felt like Matt Lee was here for three or four years like he did an excellent job on the field you never ever worried about him you never felt like he was a liability you always felt like he was an asset on that offensive line job well done Matt Thank you for one amazing season. I, I wish you could have extended it to two, but I'm proud of you, man. Go out there, be great, go get drafted, become you know become uh, one of the next great NFL centers out there. And guys, again, thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen. Before you dip out of here, smash that like button. Subscribe to Locked on Canes on YouTube. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your pods. And yeah, we will talk to you guys again next time on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.